Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. This is here to motivate us to keep our lives in order. So it's to locate us. And some of you might be upset. And some hearing this might want to shut it off. But it doesn't take away the truth. And that will be a resounding message that comes through. You can try and run from it, but God will continually bring it to your remembrance. See, Jesus pursued you. You're not here by chance and you're not listening by chance. It's all designed. It's a divine meeting. And for those of us that are walking with Christ, it's a challenge to go deeper. And for those of you that aren't walking with him, it's a time to get it right. It's time to do what's right. So the day of decision is now. And we want as many people as possible to enter the banquet when he comes. So I'm just saying, don't delay it. Don't procrastinate. Every one of us knows somebody who's died. And for them, some of them to be absent from the body, be present with the Lord, and they're with him. And for those who, who put it off, they're not. We can change that. And here's the, the biggest, I guess the most challenging thing to say up here is this, is that five wise virgins made it and five wise virgins didn't. In earlier scripture when I was reading, it talked about the shepherd would separate the sheep from the goats. That means that the sheep and goats were together. It shows the bridesmaids were all together. Half of them didn't make it. So I would say it's safe to say that if you're here, that there's probably some goats here amongst the sheeps. And not everyone here is going to make it. If that doesn't send something through you, I don't know what will. Just coming to church doesn't mean that that you're a believer, it means that you believe that you should come to church. Just because you can say Jesus' name doesn't mean that you trust him and love him. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Amen. That's right. There's a demonstration that goes with it. Actions, and it's a heart condition that we're talking about here. It's a sobering message. It's something that's written in a book for reference, it's for our guidance, for a direction. There's revelation in there. And there's more revelation coming all the time. As Pastor Mary read a scripture that she probably read a million times, but today it had a different meaning. Jesus is challenging all of us. And the reason why he's challenging all of us, for some of us that think we know him and we don't, and for those that do, he's asking us to get serious even more so. That's 
And why? There's a lost and dying world out there. And he wants us to, to go out there. I want to say use us, but he wants to work through us so those people know who he is. There will be miracles that follow you. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that it's a possibility that it won't. I'm saying that it will. He promised that. And if God can fulfill every, every obligation to every promise that he's given us, and he promised that these signs will follow you, what's going to follow you? These signs. Those that believe. So I, I know that as we're talking, and I think we still have some good yep. time here. As we're talking, we're talking about the lamps and, and that um, on the outward side, it looked really good and, and everybody comes in looking good. And, you know, every one of you look good. You come in here, you look good, you're dressed good and, and you greeted everyone well and, and you all have a lamp. But that's on the outside. We're talking about what's inside of you. I know because I used to dress nice. I used to speak the Christianese. I came here with my lamp, and on the outside, nobody challenged it. And as some friends of mine said, James, I had no idea. You said what was right. You did what was right. You looked right, but inside it wasn't. And yet I could fool them, but it's not who I can... I can convince that I have to concern myself with. It's who I can't convince, and I couldn't convince him. So I sat up the front, I sat in the middle, I sat at the back, and then I didn't sit here. And then my friends said, I had no idea. You're there, and then, then you're gone. And it just looked good. I was foolish. I didn't nurture that relationship. And I'm saying this about me so that I know there's some of you here that are in the same spot. That sin has, has captured you. There's deception. There's offenses that can do that. But we have to get serious. This is the time to get serious. The great thing about it is Jesus pursued me. You're here because Jesus is pursuing you. Spirit of God has led you here for a reason. As a believer, he leads you here for a reason to get you serious, even more serious, because he wants to do so many things with you. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to love you. He wants to love everybody out there. You know, I, um, I have a few thoughts that I, I wrote down. And wisdom, it's available to everyone. And we can read that in the book of James that, that if you, um, if you lack wisdom, you can ask of God and he'll liberally give to all men. He says all. doesn't just say believers, but he says to all. So if wisdom is available to everyone, that means that we can be foolish if we want to. It's a choice. It's our choice to be foolish. We choose that. The foolish versions chose not to take care of that lamp which is not to take care of their own heart. So let's just look at it that way. The lamp is our heart. Other people can't see it. It looks good from the outside. It can sound good, but it may not be good. So I'm, I was looking through scriptures, and, and as, as we're talking, um, 
I also woke up and I had this scripture that came to me and, and I started reading it. And it's uh, the rich man Lazarus. For the rich ruler, it was too late. But I'm going to read it just so you can, you can understand what I'm saying. And it's in Luke 16, 19 to 31. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple, fine linen, and lived in luxury every day. And at the gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat, but fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, where he was, he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham, Abraham replied, Son, remember in your lifetime you received good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now, is, now he is comforted here with, and you are there in agony. And besides all this, between us and you is a great chasm. And it's been set in place so that those who want to go from there to here cannot, and those that want to cross over from here to there cannot. So he answered, he said, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family. For I have five brothers. Let, let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. And Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. That's an impact statement there. He said, No, Father Abraham. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Abraham said to him, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced. And even if someone raises from the dead, they won't be convinced. Moses, the law, the prophets, the living word. How many of you know anybody has been raised from the dead? It's Jesus. He was raised from the dead, and they're referring to that. There's a huge message in this in itself. So Moses, who was given the law of how we can conduct ourselves and live daily, and the prophets that come and confirm that with the word, the rhema word, and then talking about if someone rises from the dead, they won't be convinced. So there's a lot of people walking out there that aren't convinced because they don't believe that that Jesus is real. He was, he was raised from the dead. And they make it sound like it's a story in a book. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood's done a great job desensitizing, desensitizing the world, world about death and, and coming back. And, and they have movies where people die and come back to life and die and come back to life. And, and they're taking away from, from what Jesus did and what he's doing. And so they're desensitized. And then when we talk about the Bible and disciples and, and Jesus, they talk about him as a story and not about a man, not about someone who's living. He's not a story. He's a savior. Amen. He's our savior. That's right. And that's why you're here today. And that's why he's challenging us today. Mm-hmm. He clearly gave us this message because he's bringing his church back to a holiness and a reverence to prepare us for his coming. Just like the bridesmaids when they were getting ready, they're getting ready for what? They're getting ready for his return. So the message is sobering and pointed and targeted to have us ready, to be in that place of readiness. 
Because those foolish virgins, it was their preparedness. They weren't obedient. And obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Like I, I was saying earlier, it's not about us, but it does start with us. So let's not be the obstacle to somebody else's blessing. Let's make sure that we have a daily commitment to the obedience of Christ. So here's a question. If Jesus was returning Tuesday at 11 p.m., what would you do between now and Tuesday at 11 p.m.? What would you do if he was coming back in two days? Would you do anything different? If you say, no, I wouldn't do anything different, that's because of one of three things. One is you're right with him and you're longing for it. Number two is you're not right with him and you don't care. Number three would be you don't know. So are you ready? If he comes back at 11 p.m., and if you say, yes, I would change these things in my life. I would do this today. I'd do this this afternoon. I'd do this tonight. I'd get up in the morning and go talk to this person. I'd do this, do this. Guess what? It's now. Why haven't we been doing that? Apathy has hit the body of Christ where we're not living in that time of urgency. You see, the, the bridesmaids and the, the disciples in, in the Garden of Gethsemane had the same experience. Jesus said, wait and pray. The disciples fell asleep. The bridesmaids fell asleep. They didn't know the hour and the urgency behind the timing. And they fell asleep. Church, are we asleep? I hope this wakes us up. Because as we did this, and as we were sitting with Pastor RJ and, and talking about this, it's really stirred me to wake me up. You know, there's times where you can be awake and then you're kind of in a fog and, and then the fog goes away and you're very clear and, and, and concise and, and you know exactly what you have to do. That's what this has done. That's what this has done for us. As Pastor Mary is talking and she's sharing with me what the Spirit of God is saying, I am so convicted that I have to get better at, at having Christ as my Lord and Savior. We can all do better. Amen. You know, there's a part in, um, could you just all stand for communion at this time? I just want to read this part in the parable, talking about our personal relationship with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. It says, all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough oil for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourself. Church, you can't borrow somebody else's oil. It comes out of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. A personal relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. It's oil that you have purchased that's pure. 
gold that you have purchased, purchased that's pure. And the other thing to note is that as soon as you put impure with pure, immediately it's not pure anymore. Even the smallest, smallest, smallest amount possible. Once it goes into the pure, it's not pure anymore. It's about our personal, your personal relationship with Jesus. If you don't have one with him and you're in the sound of my voice, now, now is the time. Now is the time to say, yes, Jesus. I don't want to be one of the five unwise virgins. I want to be one of the five wise virgins. I want to have a personal relationship with you. I want to come to you every day and purchase the oil from you, purchase the gold from you that is going to light my lamp, that it shines so brightly for all the world to see. Because I tell you the truth, they are going to come and ask why your lamp shines so brightly because it's the works of the Father that you're doing, not the works of the flesh. It's the works of the Father that you're doing that causes your lamp to shine so bright. And today, I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do some heart surgery on all of us. I'm really, and I really feel so deeply that the church needs to come out of a time of heart disease. I really feel like there's been some heart disease going on and there's been blockages in the arteries of our heart. There's so many things from sin and offenses and fear and, and the things that hold us back and the, thing, the distractions of the world and what's going on because we're looking outwardly, but we're not coming back to the source, the one who can does and will sustain us to the very end, but it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we will be able to be sustained, that we will be able to endure unto the end, so that even in the time of great wickedness, even though the love of many will wax cold because you have a personal relationship with God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be sustained to the end. Don't wait another moment. Say yes to him today. Today, say yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread. We thank you, Jesus that it's because of the sacrifice that you made on the cross for us and your body was broken, that that enables us to come before you in the throne of grace and to submit ourselves as a church, to submit ourselves individually as a living sacrifice to you. And we, Lord, I personally 
I open up my heart to you and I pray that each and every individual here within the sound of my voice opens up their heart to you for you to do heart surgery to remove the heart disease put inside of us Lord a new heart remove any blockage Lord God let your spirit flow freely and pump freely through every part of our body through your whole body Lord let your spirit give us eyes to see as we purchase the ointment to put over our eyes to see from the source from the right place in the spirit of God at the feet of Jesus let us come and purchase gold that has been put through the fire and refined by the fire of God that our character is tested it's been tried Lord that we are sustained to the very end that by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that we will love not our life unto death Lord God but we can only do that through the power of your Holy Spirit Lord let your church rise up with courage let your church rise up with boldness let your people come before you and surrender and bring us individually to a new level of holiness and purity that is bought at a precious price at your feet that when we gather together as a community as a body of believers our light that's a reflection of our holiness lord god our life lived before you in obedience to all that you ask us to do that light shines so bright for all the world to see let that be windsor christian fellowship lord lord let that be us here in this place thank you Lord that here in this place you are raising up a body of believers a body of people who love you and are completely devoted and committed to you who signs wonders and miracles are the vessels that you are going to work your miracle power through and these shines signs shall follow those who believe and are submitted to you, Lord. And all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, Lord, all of it goes to you. We, we give our crown to you, God, because it comes from you. We give it back to you, Lord God, and we humble ourselves at your feet, Lord God. Let us know and walk and discern rightly the fear of the Lord and know and discern the time that we are in and let us sense the urgency that we are in right now, God, as a church, that we don't have any time to waste. We don't have any time to waste. It's now, now, Lord God, let your people rise up and go forth 
and do what you've asked us to do, Lord God. Let us receive your bread, Lord, in reverent honor and fear, presenting ourselves to you as a living sacrifice today, Lord, in Jesus' name. The great thing about the prophetic is that God speaks to you and he's very clear about what he says. And David says, Lord, you knew my thoughts before they even came. And the reason why I'm saying that is there's some people here that are saying, okay, it's almost done. I'm gonna go home. And just like the first service, there's a few that are saying, I have to change this in my life and I'm going to do that when I go home. God is seeing and hearing every thought that you have. And the reason why I'm saying that is, is not to, to be spooky or anything like that, but he loves you so much that he's still wooing you and pursuing you. And there's some that will find this very challenging before they go. And that's okay. Because he still, he loves you. I'm preparing the message. I find it challenging. So I can imagine. And I heard it for weeks. You're hearing it all at one time. And as we talked about, you know, the people that wouldn't hear, listen to Moses or the prophets, and they wouldn't even be convinced that somebody was raised from the dead. Jesus has been raised from the dead. He's real. He's alive. Miracles happen because of because of Jesus Christ and the blood. And before Jesus was crucified, the disciples were with Jesus, and he talked about the bread and he talked about the cup. And he said, "This is my blood that's poured out for you, and to do it in remembrance of me." We're talking about a man who sacrificed himself so we could have eternity with him. And he's empowering us with his spirit. And he completed his task on the cross. And to, to make sure that it was really there, the soldier pierced his side and blood and water came onto the earth. And he shed that blood for us so we could be here today talking about his greatness having a relationship with him. So as we're talking about your heart, before we do this, examine your heart. Like Pastor Mary said, if there's any wicked way in me, get rid of it. So just before I say, let's drink from this cup, I want you to examine your heart. Is there somebody that you're holding unforgiveness to? You're bitter. Bitterness, resentment. It leaves a doubt and unbelief. If there's sin in your life, go to him right now. Because this is in remembrance of his blood. So just take a minute and examine your heart. And Lord, as they examine your heart, you see their heart from your heart to our hearts and from our hearts to yours 
we're exposed, we're, we're there. And Jesus, you told us to take this, to remember you and the blood that you shed for us. And we thank you for that bloodshed. And with that, we, we take this and we drink it. anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ now is the time if you want to meet Jesus you want to give your life to him you can come up front feel free to do that Church, I'm supposed to come up here and say, I'm supposed to say thank you, but I want to thank you again, James, Pastor Mary, uh, for just a message that is now.